0: Welcome to the Business Leadership Series, where we engage with leaders who are making an impact on their worlds and who want to share their knowledge and experience for your personal and professional growth. The following interview is designed to inspire you to become the best leader you can be your host, Derek Champagne, is the founder and CEO of The Artist Evolution, a full-service agency building successful brands, marketing tools, and campaigns, and also the author of the best-selling book, Don't Buy a Duck. And now, let's begin today's Leadership Series interview.
1: Welcome to the Business Leadership Series, where our goal is to inspire you to become the best leader that you can be. I'm excited about our guest today, Brian Scudamore. He is the founder and CEO of O2E Brands. Uh, Brian, welcome to the program.
0: Thanks so much
1: for having me, man. I'm really excited about your story and I can't wait to get into it. You, your, uh, your resume and your accolades are, are, uh, so long. It'll be, take me for a while to read, but you're <laughs> the banner company for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Wow. One day painting. You moved me in shack shine and you've been on undercover boss, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil CNN today show. And, and the view, and, and then you you uh, inducted into the Young Presidents Organization, the uh, Young Entrepreneurs Organization. Uh, you've been named in the International Franchise Association's Entrepreneur of the Year in the past, and uh, Fortune's Small Business Best Bosses Award. Congratulations! You've you've got many more. But man, I'd love to hear your story. You've got a cool story that starts uh, probably before eighteen, but but some of your business starts at eighteen. Tell me a little bit about your background.
0: Yeah, well I, I grew up always having that entrepreneurial bug, which uh, I think I get from my grandparents who are, uh, they're both gone, but my grandfather and grandmother, I was born in San Francisco, they had an army surplus store in San Francisco and I used to uh, you know, go work there and Christmas holidays, every single uh, weekend I possibly could. Hmm. And I learned from them all about the passion that they had for business, for customer service, for just playing the game of business. And so I moved to Vancouver to Canada. My mother remarried and she married a liver transplant surgeon and he had the high hopes for me to go to school forever like he did and really uh-huh. become some academic and do some great things like he does. Mm. But school just didn't work for me. I'm too ADD, couldn't stick with it, mm. dropped out of high school and then I ended up finding this beat-up old pickup truck at a McDonald's drive through I was sitting there waiting to order a cheeseburger or, or something, and I see this beat-up beat old pickup truck, plywood side panels filled with junk. It says Mark's hauling on the side, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be my ticket to pay for college. Mm. But ironically, what funded my way through college inspired me to drop out. I was learning so much more about business, running a business, more than I was studying in school and I remember telling my dad that liver transplant surgeon uh, you know hey dad your oldest son is dropping out of school to become a full-time <laughs> junk man and
1: sure uh, I love that
0: yeah he didn't laugh quite like you did but uh, <laughs> yeah the rest is history but you know we're, we're friends today and he's appreciating that I made a, a you know, I took a road less traveled decision and ended up making uh, a business that's been a been a big success and a lot of fun
1: and you're you're being very humble and understated about what a success your company is i mean you you started 18 Were you 18 when you when you got that truck i was and and you've got a a several hundred million dollar company now and that's that's very impressive um tell me a little bit tell me more about uh the journey along the way tell me more about the brands that you have and the vision for those and and i just love to hear more about each product
0: yeah so what started with one eight hundred got junk 22 years of building this business to uh, almost a couple hundred million dollars, we're at probably 2 250 million is where we'll finish this year. Hmm. And when I look at uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK and everything we learned about customer experience and taking care of our employees and our people, I said, can we scale this into something else? We understand the ordinary business of junk removal and how we've made it exceptional. What else could we do? So I formed a parent company called O2E, which stands for Ordinary to Exceptional. Hmm. If we can take ordinary businesses and make them exceptional through customer service, uh, imagine the possibility. And so the next brand became Wow One Day Painting. I was looking to get my home painted, had trouble figuring out who to call. I didn't know a lot of painters. I networked through Facebook and a bunch of my friends gave me names and numbers the first two people came by and they had cigarettes hanging out of their mouth. They just seemed unprofessional and, mm. and, and exactly what I would have expected from a painter. Sure. But the third guy came by, Jim Bodden, and he had this shiny van outside. He was uniformed. He was professional, clean cut. And he blew me away because he said, listen, when we agree on painting day, I'll have your house painted in a day. I didn't think it was possible. I put him to the test. I was so impressed with him. And sure enough, I come home at 6:30 p.m. on the day of painting, and floor to ceilings, molding, trim—it was immaculate. Wow! And I said, "Have you ever looked at franchising your business?" He said, "Yes, I have. It didn't work for me." I said, "I think I can help." <laughs> we we partnered up. I ultimately acquired the business, and today we've got almost 40 franchise partners with Wow One Day Painting hmm. across North America.
1: Wow, that's incredible! How many? What about 1-800 Junk? How many franchises are with that one?
0: We're uh, almost a couple of hundred. Wow we uh, we've got a lot of incredible people all over North America who have been working hard building the brand and we are on track to double revenues over over the next 3 years mm-hmm. from 200 million to 400 million so there's a lot of great growth happening in that brand which is the established child in the family if you will sort of the grown up right. and then the newer brands the emerging ones they're keeping us busy having tons of fun and really revolutionizing Ordinary businesses and making them exceptional
1: hmm. that's that's really incredible tell me about a few of the other businesses under the uh, the o2e brands
0: so we have a uh, the third in, in order uh, is you move me we started a moving company a few franchise partners and I got together and said let's start the, uh, another business and we decided to do something together because we were friends we enjoyed working together and wanted a new challenge and we picked the moving business. I had an awful moving experience, and I thought it just doesn't need to be this hard. Hmm. My partners could all relate, and we said, let's, let's do this. We knew nothing about moving, but we knew how to move junk. We knew how to move people, not just their boxes, from an emotional level of, of really taking care of customers. And we said, let's give this a shot. And it's been a few years of learning, systematizing the business, also about 40 franchise partners across North America. We'll do 24 million in revenue this year. So, really, for a young business growing so quickly, it's it's growing more quickly than 1-800 Got Junk did in the early days. 1-800 Got Junk. It took me eight years to get to a million in revenue. Hmm. We did uh, we did a million in our first, I think, six weeks with you moving. Wow! So it shows you how much more quickly you can dial things up the second or third time.
1: Wow! wow. And, and it's uh, I love how you're staying in in these verticals and and and. Uh... What what role does your, your existing company have for you to plug these new services franchises in and be able to go grow that quickly? That's amazing.
0: Yeah, well, O2E Brands has become our leadership development company. It's where we find entrepreneurially minded people who might be stuck on an idea, don't know how to get into business for themselves, and we help them. Hmm. And we develop our people and our leaders, both internally and our franchise owners. And we help them grow with us to build these exceptional brands. Uh, it, it's pretty fun to, you know, what, what excites me, I sit there and I look at our brands, we've got four, the goal is 10 brands by 2021, wow. a billion in revenue. Now, I throw that number out there not to impress anyone, it's not really about the money, it's, uh, it's about the people. And what I love most is watching people internally grow and evolve as people and leaders as they build a brand. So if I take Dave Nate, Dave is the managing director, effectively the president of our Shackshine brand. Okay. Dave it was an entrepreneur I've known for 20 years. He started a second business, which was Shackshine. We reconnected. I fell in love with, with Dave uh, and his leadership. Mm-hmm. And he said, Let's do something together. I've started this business, let's integrate in with O2E. And he is such an incredible people leader. He fits so perfectly with our mantra and everything we stand for. And uh, we took his business, integrated it into O2E, and uh, we've got over a dozen partners in our first year, and it's just taken off like you wouldn't wow. believe. Tell me so, about
1: tell me about yeah. that company a little bit. The Shack Shine.
0: Yeah, Shack Shine is people get out there and they detail their car. They go get it cleaned, washed on the outside and the inside, and they make it look like new. Well. Just like someone does car detailing, we're doing home detailing. Hmm. We take someone's house and we clean the windows inside and out, we do the gutters, we do the power washing, whatever services they need to make their home shine. And so while we call the company Shack Shine, there's some pretty big, beautiful shacks that we're shining. Uh, So it's a little tongue in cheek, but again, a a business that's so fragmented, so mom and pop, like the early days of, of our junk removal days, we are taking a fragmented industry and really turning it into this powerhouse national brand, mm-hmm. where people wouldn't think of using anyone else other than Shack Shine if they've got to do windows.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. What I love that model, so cool. Tell me, tell me the. Uh, I've read some of the some of the things that are written about you. Tell me about some of the coolest things that you've you've found or that your team has found while hauling junk.
0: Oh, they find strange stuff all the time. I mean, my my uh, one of my favorites is. Uh, A customer had me go in and clean out their warehouse a second story of a warehouse and it was escargot shells they had this (laughs) escargot business that went bankrupt and we loaded all these shells threw them out the window into the back of the truck and he goes come on you can fit more in there And we ended up trying to impress him so we jumped out the second story into the back of the truck crushed down these (laughs) shells and threw in another truckload of shells so so he was right it was a a two-for-one deal
1: that's a great you find you found some valuable things as well haven't you
0: oh we found john wayne uh john wayne's bible clark gable's old piano (laughs) you get all sorts of uh, interesting art and collectibles that people will often just keep in their own uh possession because they've you know they it's finders keepers you know they found something that they've fallen in love with um we had a an insurance claim where a guy's wine cellar was off by uh, you know a couple of degrees and he was worried all the wine went bad so he had fi- filed an insurance claim and got rid of a couple thousand dollars or sorry a couple thousand bottles of amazing wine in the cellar insurance paid him to have us haul it away plus gave him his new wine and wow. we ended up with a wine collection that was just <laughs> absolutely unbelievable that's awesome
1: so, how cool yeah. yeah that's that's probably never dull moment with those things so. <laughs> no,
0: and it, it, it allows our truck team members to find some cool stuff. And, you know, I know there's a lot of our truck team members that are funding their way through college and they will take an apartment and furnish it through things they find in junk. And so while unfortunately the world is somewhat wasteful and we like to get new things, at least we are reusing, recycling, donating. Uh, our number is currently 61.3 percent of what we haul away gets uh, diverted from the landfill.
1: Wow, that's that's impressive. So, I, obviously, you've got an impressive resume, but I also, uh, reading up on you, really loved your leadership style, and then also how you manage yourself as a leader and as as an entrepreneur, and and, uh, and uh, it's something that many of us struggle with, and it's relevant to me this week, too. And Can you talk a little bit about your think day, your free day, and that, kind of that model that you have for your own self?
0: Yeah, so Mondays I take as a, a, a focus day where I'm off-site, and I'm really just thinking writing notes, plotting out the future, um, catching up on, on the big ideas that I haven't had time to think through during the week. And so that, that thinking day is incredible for me where I love being in the office, I get my energy from people, but I'll find a, a coffee shop where I don't know anybody, where there's the hustle and bustle, busyness of the coffee shop. Mm. I like the energy, I can get things done, but just in a different environment. There'll be days on a, on a Monday when I do my thinking day where I'll be in six coffee shops in one day. A, I like my coffee, and I like (laughs) to stay caffeinated. It helps with the ADD. But B, just a different environment can allow me to come up with new ideas and think through things that need to be solved. So my role as CEO, as founder of O2E Brands, is I get to be the culture guy, a bit of a cheerleader, a champion of the vision of where we're going. And so being able to get out of the busyness and think through where the company needs to go next is an important part of my role, and, uh, and I certainly enjoy those days. The, the free day, to me what I do on a Friday is I get offline, I get out of the office, and I take kids to school, my kids to school, or I you know, go paddle boarding, or I go for a, a nice long bike ride. It's my chance to rejuvenate my brain, my body, it's a chance for me to connect with my family hmm. and, uh, you know, I work hard, play hard. I like to sit there and take a day for me for, for really, I'm a better leader and I'm a better person. If I take time away from the business and enjoy the disconnection, uh, it helps me be more connected when I do come back.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I, I was reading about your think days where some of your, some of your solutions have come from that and it helps to, to not be in the office. And and uh, be, be come with your creative solutions just by being in other environments. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So tell me about, uh, tell tell me about the culture in your corporate office. What's it like?
0: No private offices, not for myself, not for my president. We are very open, transparent. Uh, when people come into our space, they walk in and they use words like electric, feel the buzz, the energy, the enthusiasm and you see people smile a lot. So work, work work, shouldn't be just work. I want people to show up to an office and feel like they're family, feel like they're having fun. We wanna take our, our business seriously but not ourselves too much. So I love watching smiling faces and uh, people goofing around while they're also getting things done and uh, it, it just, it has this ability to be a productive space, but one where we we feel like we're making our, our lives and each other's lives better by working together.
1: Yeah, that's great. So, what are what are a few keys for how you motivate and keep your team your team performing at their best?
0: I don't ever try and motivate anybody. I think that that is something that you know you grow up being taught by your parents, being shown their values how to be a motivated person. I think motivation is intrinsic and it has to come from within. So we hire motivated, happy people. I can't make anybody work harder. I can't make anybody really focus on, on things and uh, get things done if they don't want to. I, I expect them to do that on their own. So we align people with our vision. We make sure we bring people on board that believe in and see our vision of where we're going. And then we turn them loose and say, okay, let's go make this happen. And we don't restrict them. We don't say it has to be done a certain way. We really work together to come up with solutions. And so as long as people buy into the vision and see what we see and we've brought on happy, motivated people, I think that's the, uh, the bulk of the, the answer.
1: Yeah, that's great. You've inspired me when I've read about how you have the Marine Bell and the morning huddles. Our huddles are at our agency. Are, are uh, we do celebrate success, but we end up focusing on challenges. I like how you do do the gathering for good news. Tell me a little bit about focus on the good news.
0: Every single day we have a huddle. It's a seven minute stand up huddle. We'll ring the bell, and you know if any of your listeners ever wanted to see our huddle, they they just simply have to go to YouTube and and Google O2E Brands Huddle. And what that huddle does is it brings us together once a day, every single day where we can pulse faster, get things done, solve problems more quickly and more enthusiastically together. So the good news component of huddle is we start whoever's running huddle that day, it's always a different person, they'll say, who's got good news, and you'll see hands fly up and and every single day someone's got some good news to share it could be personal good news about a, a life goal they accomplished uh it could be something as simple as you know a win in the sales center some story about some customer phone call that that was really exciting whatever it is big or small we've always got good news and we share it and it really sets the theme for the rest of huddle that there's lots to celebrate and then we end huddle with a cheer. There's always something going on that we're going to cheer for, whether it was, hey, we just landed a new uh, media placement. Oprah Winfrey show was a big day for us, but it doesn't have to be that big. It could be things, uh, again, a, a, a great podcast we were on, or it could be that someone hit a goal that they were setting to, uh, to achieve, and we end up cheering for whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's again, it starts with good news, ends with a cheer. Lots of energy, lots of enthusiasm, and it's a it's a cool culture.
1: That's awesome. Love that. That's that's inspiring to me. We're going to take some things away from that. We'll, we'll pull that uh, that YouTube video of of your huddle, and we'll share that with the with the article version of this interview, so that our listeners can uh, easily take a look at that as well. So, perfect. Uh, hey, tell me a little bit about about how you deal with with challenges and setbacks that you face. What, what's your approach to to addressing them, and then in the moment, and then uh, to to overcoming and being productive from them.
0: Well, I think it's someone's got to be willing to make mistakes and, and willing to fall flat on their face, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur or even as a leader of any sorts. And so we have something we call a WTF culture. And what that really stands for is willing to fail. We want to know that people have a willingness to fail, to make mistakes, to own those mistakes and really take the learning and say, how do I make sure that I never make this mistake again and how does this make me a better person, better leader uh, next time around? So when bad things happen, in our control or not, if I look at myself personally, when, when, when I failed in 2008, when the economy was going sideways and so was my leadership and my confidence and we just about bankrupted the company, I learned so much during that period That led me from having the wrong leader, my second in command at the time, to finding the right president, who's been with us for five years, Eric Church. He's absolutely Mm. phenomenal. And he's the perfect leader and complement to me. I I would never have gotten there hadn't I had such a big failure with the person before. Mm. It made me really think through what sort of leadership style do i need what's what values and capabilities do i need in someone right. to be able to work together as this two-in-the-box model that we have
1: hmm. you made a you made a big decision a while back when you you had where you let go of the entire team and and tell, tell me about that experience that's for those of us with small businesses that might have a team of 11 12 the, the thought of that is just shocking Tell tell me about that time
0: yeah it hurt i had 11 people five years into the business brought them all into one room and said this isn't working out for me. Wow. But I took responsibility and why while, while I fired 11 people, you know, 9 9 were awful and one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. I had to get rid of all 11 and start from scratch. And what hurts is you realize you make a mis- you made a mistake. These are people's livelihoods that you're messing with and making some decisions but I do believe they were in the wrong place, not just me. I took responsibility for it. I said, as, as your leader, I've let you down. I either didn't hire the right people, train you, give you the love support that was needed to be successful here. And we, we really learned, the, the, I learned the hard way that a company is all about people, finding the right people and treating them right. And when I moved on to finding those right people, I said, I'm never going to compromise again. I'm going to be so selective and careful in Mm. in who I bring into my organization. Did I make any mistakes after? Absolutely. Uh, But I was very careful and made a lot fewer mistakes. And again, today we would not have a company where, you know, I'm looking out out of this meeting room right now and I'm seeing people smiling. I'm not making that up (sighs) live as I see it. There's people outside there smiling because we've got this culture where people are happy to be playing this game of business, working together. And I couldn't have had such an amazing environment uh, at O2E Brands without having gotten it so horribly wrong.
1: Hmm. Wow, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate your honesty in in sharing those things. That's that's very powerful. Hey, tell me about what's the bear and barbecue test?
0: That's a bit of a hypothetical test that we put people through to determine are they the right people? And are they the right people for us? So if I look at our culture, we want fit with our culture. We hire first on attitude, then train on skill. Mm -hmm. So if I'm interviewing someone, I ask them, do they pass the barbecue test? Are they someone that I could see having a beer on a patio on a nice sunny day with? Do I find them interesting? Are they interested? Do they have a passion, something that they bring to the business that we have in common that we know that this is a great person to have here? Mm -hmm. Now it isn't just my opinion or someone else who's interviewed them who might have Asked if they pass the barbecue test, it's it, sorry the beer test. It's then the barbecue test. Hmm. How would they fit in at a company barbecue? If we're doing our Fourth of July outdoor barbecue, we got the whole company there. How would this person fit in? Does this person chat, get along with, connect with their their peers and their fellow employees? could you see them really fitting in now we're not looking for clones and everybody's got to be energetic and enthusiastic sure. just like us we're looking for diversity but we're looking for people that still fit together right. and it works for us so the beer and barbecue test i wrote an article about it on forbes hmm. and it was one of those things where it was a big aha for us when we discovered that that hiring is much simpler than people make it trust your gut hmm. do you like the person and of course they have the skill, but look at the skill as a secondary, uh, factor.
1: I love that. I had never heard it put quite that way. And thanks for sharing that. Of so, so let me ask you, what does, what does success look like for you? How do you measure success?
0: Success to me is when my kids are grown up, are they going to want to spend time with me? Do hmm. they like the person I am? Did we connect enough when they were younger to build a strong relationship um, to me, success is all about family and friends and, and everyone being happy. So, if I look at the billion dollar business, if I build a billion dollar business by 2021 and I don't have friends and I don't have family that wants to spend time with me and I don't have my integrity, I mean, you know, those, th- what really matters is that you've got the love and support of the people around you. Right. So, it's not really about a billion, it's not really about 10 brands, it's about taking an ordinary business and making it exceptional through relationships and connections that we have with people Mm -hmm. and enjoying that journey. You know, the the most most powerful part of me building my business with these great people is the journey. The billion, yeah, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna kind of be a sort of, okay, we hit it, great. It's not really about that. The exciting part is every single day, like today, the journey that we're making together, solving problems, making mistakes, making big strides, and it's uh it's pretty exciting stuff
1: i love that and, and enjoying the journey is, is so important sometimes we think of that and I don't always think about it in our work environment as, as an entrepreneur or CEO of a company, uh, but that's back when you had to change your team a while back. You, you had mentioned in an article that, that you uh, just weren't even enjoying coming to work as much. And, and uh, for those out there that have that experience, yeah, you want to enjoy that journey as well. That's that's your journey, even, exactly. even coming into your work. So that's, that's awesome. Hey, what's your proudest accomplishment, personal, professional? What, what are you most proud of?
0: You'd probably take it back to just all the smiling faces here. People like the environment that we've created together, and I've always said that we are building something much bigger together at O2E Brands than any one of us would have ever chosen to build alone. Hmm. That's great. People are people are happy, and not every day it works a great one, but there sure are a lot more great days than there are bad ones, and we've got an optimistic culture. And I think if I feel proud, it's most proud of the, the the one thing, I think, is just that we've created a, a place where people can have fun, feel like they're accomplishing something, and that we're working towards uh, building something great together. Mm, that's great
1: with all that you have going on, and you're obviously very focused and you can tell that you've got a model that works for you that you plug into with these with these brands, but how do you maintain focus? What, what, what are a couple of secrets for you that keep you from getting having that entrepreneurial wiring get you so distracted that you spread yourself thin with so many different projects?
0: You know, learning to say no. Learning to say no, I think, is a really powerful skill. It's hard to say no to people. Hmm. It's hard to say no to opportunities, but you have to pick and choose the ones that are most impactful that align with your values that, that just fit so I, I had a, a friend of mine who went out and interviewed a, a whole ton of billionaires I think 23 billionaires hmm. and this guy Rick Sapio uh, did these interviews and found out what people had in common and patterns and and two of the, the well-known billionaires he interviewed Warren Buffett and Richard Branson both, what, One thing that they all seem to have in common was their ability to say no. And Richard Branson always says he, he has this ability to, you know, he has to keep, make room for the bigger yes. And there's these big opportunities and you just can't have them happen unless you're really, really careful about what you say no to. And, uh, or sorry, but what you say yes to. So you really got to be saying no more than you're saying yes. Hmm. And that's, it's, it's a discipline that I think really successful people have in order to stay focused. Wow.
1: Great advice. I appreciate that. What what other final advice you'd like to share with us?
0: I I just love being an entrepreneur and I uh, am happy to help others. I, I think if anyone ever has Uh, you know, wants to learn more about us and some of our thought leadership, any of the lessons we've learned from other companies, they could go to o2ebrands.com. And we've got a a section there with our thought leadership. But, you know, Hmm. everything we do is an idea borrowed from someone else. Hmm. We really look to model other companies, other leaders, people that have done things exceptionally well. And then we've learned how can we take that and apply that to our business or our lives. So it's it's a, a proud profession that I uh, feel a part of being an entrepreneur and anyone else who's lucky enough to to be in that same field uh, probably knows what I'm talking about
1: hmm. Brian thank you so much for being our guest today I- I'm honored to get to talk to you, you are you truly are a rock star in what you're doing I love the focus that you've had and how you've built the brands you've built our listeners can go to o2ebrands.com and uh, Brian just thanks so much again
0: thank you very much Derek and uh, all the best to you and your success thank you so much You've been listening to the Business Leadership Series, where we engage with leaders who are making an impact on their worlds and who want to share their knowledge and experience for your personal and professional growth. This interview was designed to inspire you to become the best leader you can be.